Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Shit, so I know a lot of people are going to be watching it. So this is the perfect time to have this conversation with a brother who isn't scared to um, speak truth to power and who isn't bought or paid by, um, you know, by Hollywood or by whoever. So we're going to have a great conversation and you ain't no slouch. You know, you out there doing your thing. You're a great businessman and you got plenty of, of influence out there amongst the people. And that's what makes you so dangerous. So let's get started. Shout out to Psych L who just sent the donation. That's my brother. He always support the channel. He just sent the cash out. Y'all make sure you support. Listen, I'm going to let y'all fill in the chat room. I'm going to get to my brother, 19 Keys, in a second. Let me just uh, get to a few ads. You know, as always, there's some magnificent businesses out there that um, could definitely be a great help to all of us. And um, I'm here to support them, and I'm here to let y'all know exactly who they are. So with no further ado, uh, let me just tell you. Let me start out with my brother, Copper Mike. Copper... Well, I always mess up his name. Uh, Copper Child Mike L. That's the brother's name. But um, the brother got the high-frequency clothing. He got the hats. He got the crowns like my brother 19 Keys. He's got the crowns. His is in cap form, but the the joint is off the hook. You've seen everybody with him from Umar Johnson, uh, Red, Blue, Brother Polite, Sarnett. Everybody got him. So make sure you contact my brother and get your uh, crown and, and represent what your frequency is. Shout out to Black Privilege Company. These people are absolutely amazing when it comes to graphic design, video editing, logo creation, brand development. Um, make sure y'all give them a call or go to their website, blackprivilege.org. We also got Mixer Health, where health and beauty mix, and they got some magnificent products. They got the um, CMOS, they got the henna mask, they got the tea for the ladies who's going through their, you know, their monthly cycle. They got herbal supplements and teas. And the best part is that you don't get all the preservatives and additives and all the extra stuff that's really going to mess up your, uh, your your system. So make sure you go to mixahealth.com. Everybody know about Magic Money by now. You can hit the cash app. It's an out-of-print book. It's one of them rare finds. It's spiritual ways to attract money or what uh, a better term is currency because it's a current. It's a spiritual current. And it's, it's, it's the purpose of it is to circulate but we have such a lack mindset that a lot of times we prevent it from even appearing in our lives. Um, I'm going to leave it there. I was going to say something. But I'm going to leave it there. Make sure you hit up the cash app, dollar sign, black magic 363. The fee is $10. And just make sure you leave your email in order for me to send it to you. And I think that's it. Did I, I forgot my brother King sign. Let me hold up. I didn't get my brother King sign. Hold up, Keys, because if I don't get him, he's going to be mad at me. That's Keys. okay. Take your time. He's going to be mad at me. Oh, and my other brother, too. Um, damn, I'm messing up a little bit today, yo. I'm not used to the early shows, family, so. But um, this is one of them shows that I wanted to have early because I wanted to marinate with y'all for the day. Uh, also, shout out to um, Riverside Tai Chi. He always has the joint balance formula. Make sure you support. Uh, go to RiversideTaiChi.com slash joint balance formula. And also, as I said, my brother King Simon, uh, he does a numerology if you need help with business, relationship, finances, spiritual help. Uh, this brother, 
mathematics is the language of the universe, and this is number. This brother is the uh, brother that you can contact if you want to learn more about that. With that being said, peace, man. Welcome back to the show. Like I said, man, I definitely like what you're doing out there, my brother. I think it's important for the youth to see that and the youth to be influenced by. Um, there's something that you say uh, that, 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 that I love. You, you talk about being rich and righteous. Yes, and I sir. think that one of the main reasons that our people follow some of the savages out there that, uh, you know, are in the media is because they got their badges right. You know, they, you know, they got the bag, they got the money. So we just want to, you know, everybody want to survive out here. We just follow who got the money. Absolutely. So it's good to see brothers out there getting it who's living a righteous lifestyle. And that's what this new paradigm is about. And I appreciate what you're doing, my brother. But you made a point on your Instagram that I want to share with somebody that might offend a lot of people out there. Let me get to it. Because uh, we're in a uh, political era right now where everybody's focused on politics because of Donald Trump. You said something interesting, Keys. You said, how come the only time people care about what their ancestors died for is when it's time to vote? Mm. We also died black family, equity, ownership, reparations, land, black business, separation. Stop weaponizing ancestors as propaganda tools for politics. And I thought that was brilliant because um, you hear it all the time. My ancestors died for the right to vote. And they, they guilt they guilt shame you into voting when you really don't want to vote. So I've never, like you said, I've never heard anybody say, get on TV and say, our ancestors died for us to have equity. Our ancestors right. died for ownership. Right. People say that, but the majority don't. Our ancestors died for reparations. Or our ancestors died for us to be separate and for us to have our own thing going on. Our ancestors died for us to have black business. You don't hear that in the mainstream media. You don't hear it on the, on the black radio stations. You don't hear that on BT or whatever stations we got out there. You don't hear none of that. All you hear is our ancestors died for the right to vote. So, Keys, before I go any further, what's your mindset? Why do you feel like this, brother? Why do you, 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 why do you have, why are you not thinking like everybody else when it comes to you got to vote for somebody? You want Trump to have four more years, Keys? Is that what you really want? Why you have this mindset, my brother? Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on the platform. It's always a blessing. I'm always appreciative to get in front of the audience. Um, and you have a great, magnificent platform, and you're a great representation of righteous black media, um, spreading the information to the people. And that's important, and that's key right here, even when we talk about voting and what this actually means. Um, my mindset has to be different. Um, number one, we started this platform off talking about shifting the paradigm, right? And so the paradigm of voting and some of these words that you hear where your ancestors died for voting, that's passed down rhetoric. That's passed down propaganda. That's not an original thought that someone said, well, I looked at history and I looked at the facts. And what I learned from my discernment and my research is that our ancestors died for our right to vote. No, that's not what you did. You heard someone else said it. You carried that on. And because you don't do your own research, you don't actually have a valid argument that you can present to say, well, when they did vote, they got this. They got these rights. They got this equity. They got this, that, or the third. So we can't point to what our ancestors, when they did vote, what they actually got. Right? Because none of the monumental moves in America that have been made, even when it comes for the rights of black people in America, came from voting. Right. You're talking about the Supreme Court having to step in and then they just completely changing things, but not from us actually going in there voting, using our majority rule. And then we having um, seeing what true democracy looks like from this process that's supposed to come out of this Constitution. That has never been the effect. And then when I think about my ancestors and your ancestors, they may be two completely different lines and lineages that you're pulling from. Marcus Garvey and Booker T. Washington didn't get along. Right. One of the OG once told me at least they had opposing views. Right. But they were two both great men. Right. Thurgood Marshall didn't agree with everything that these men did. Stokely Carmichael didn't agree with everything. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X didn't agree on the same size of the spectrum when it came to voting. Right. And we can go down the whole list of our ancestors that exist today and that have existed, that has fought for us. And none of them got their power, their rights, their position, and things that they've done for them people because they utilized the voting process. 
So if somebody can point to me directly in history where it showcases that we utilize voting and voting has been the solution, show me. Don't show me the fact that they've always tried to keep us away from it and the fact that we've never utilized it successfully as a reason that we need to go utilize it now. So when I think about ways for me to produce solutions, it won't be to say that, okay, I'm going to utilize this Western uh, uh, democracy, so-called democracy, because in reality, they, the rich do everything to make sure that it never becomes a true democracy, right? Because if the poor can, can, can vote away the wealth of the rich, then they're always at risk. So they've done everything that they can do in this country to make sure that you never actually have the ability. So it's never been a true democracy in the first place. There has to be an electoral college just in case uh, the, the poor class get a little too smart, start to unify, actually pick who they want. No, we need to have a way to where we can veto that. We need to have a way to where we say we're not going to go with the popular vote and we're going to go what we think is in the best interest, right, of those who are putting up the money, doing the lobbyist funding and things of that nature. So they're always going to protect their financial uh, interest. And that's what these financial groups do. And these financial groups are these banks and all these corporations and the corporations we know historically have stolen the rights of black people through the 14th Amendment when they became persons and they got all of these rights. But the average person won't do a little lick of research to understand the political process, yet they will continue to quote something that they heard uh, activists say or someone on CNN say because they will allow you non-dangerous black intellects to get up there and speak. But I don't hear Dr. Claude Anderson telling you that, oh, this is our way to vote. I definitely didn't hear Malcolm X do it. I don't hear Minister Farrakhan do it. I didn't hear Uncle Elijah Muhammad say that. I didn't hear Noble Jarrah Lee say that. I didn't hear Marcus Garvey say that. You understand me? That wasn't what um, uh, Sister Soldier was speaking about when she was telling people how to move and mobilize. I don't see none of the greats that I look up to in my ancestral line that I pulled from. You understand me? We can go all the way back to the slave insurrections and rebellions where they did make communication and treaties with the government and Congress broke those even when we go back to John Horse. So in the history of black America, we've never been able to trust the political process. So why now when it seems to be at its worst that I should put more trust into it in the hope that the next four years things get better? I'm, I'm going to be pulling from um, some questions from the, um, from the chat. For anybody who, you know, is concerned about voting or not voting or whatever. Um, so if you got any questions for the Brother Keys, definitely put it in the chat. Uh, two quick questions. One from the chat and one I want to ask um, about Trump. I want to know, Keys, why do you think, how did Trump, how was Trump able to take over the minds of so many black people? We got a, a open, like this dude is like a white, I heard Tariq Nashi say, he ain't even a white supremacist. He's a white extremist. Mm. Like this dude, you could, it's obvious. Anybody with eyes to see this dude hate niggas. But um, for some reason, our people gravit a lot of people gra is gravitating toward Trump. And I want to know why do you think that is? And I know that upsets a lot of y'all, so I'm glad. And um, number two, what do you think about Trump's platinum plan? Mm. I seen somebody in the chat just said that's tangible for black people. His new platinum pl platinum plan for black people. So uh, those two uh, questions, Keys. Okay, well, for the first question, um, Trump is a very polarizing figure. Trump is everything that black men, especially, because black men especially find a special interest in Trump. Um, Trump is what we always wanted to see in a black politician. We wanted to see him come in, disrupt America, right? Say, fuck all of this shit. He's the Dave Chappelle version of a black president. Right. And so we wanted to see that if, 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 if my partner was to get in there, what is the Donald Trump wealth standard? Um, number one, I'm going to avoid taxes utilizing these laws and I'm going to say, fuck the IRS. Right. That's something that black men would love to do, because historically we know that we haven't benefited from giving this country our taxes and they never even gave us our reparations. Right. And we know through police brutality bonds that we pay for our own oppression. Right. Because the citizen taxpayers are the one who just gave. Um, Breonna Taylor money uh, Her family that money The taxpayers paid for that Right Not the police officers Not the union So our taxpayers Is going towards that So we would definitely Love to be able to avoid taxes So we look at that And say hey Well that's admirable The man Family standard Right Instead of going And having to get a direct loan From a bank And go get a job His father had his situation Set up to where He can get a loan From his father Right So instead of Jones He went to, uh, to A set of jobs He went to loans 
we would love for our father to be able to set us up in a position to where we can have an opportunity to take a million dollars and start a business off of. Right. Then you will go towards um, even the way that he handling politics right now. Right. Instead of going in there and trying to sound like the greatest politician in the world, he said, I don't need no experience. I understand how America works. I understand that America is a corporation and these people are dumb. And all I need to do is give them the bread and circuit Caesar show in order to rule the republic. He understands that completely. Donald Trump is the modern Caesar. That's what he is. You understand me? And so when you look at the fact that, look, he tell his homies, I'm going to rule with an iron fist. Now, if you snitch on me. You getting fired. You getting ostracized to where you ain't even got no power to where by the time somebody hear about you, you ain't even got a job. You go go write a book about it, right? But if you don't snitch on me in the court of law and you go to jail, don't even worry about it. I'm going I'm to Roger Stone you. You understand me? I'm going to overturn your conviction. No snitching and we solid. He follows some of the street rules, right? And so he represents, especially in a world where masculinity is attacked, even though he represents more of a toxic masculine version with his white patriarchal intellect, you have a lot of men, young boys, rather, who didn't have fathers. And I think in reality, some of them are looking at him as, you know, this father figure because we have this weird relationship, right, with white America and white supremacists, right? That, unfortunately, Donald Trump ain't did shit for black folks in America, even with his policies that people try to outline. That's shit that's supposed to be done by politicians years ago, and he asked him, a couple of uh, black folks, what can we do so I can say I've done something for them? He ain't giving you no real justice, no freedom, no equality, and no real equity. But the unfortunate situation is the fact that a lot of black men get into business, right? And they look at it and say, well, I want to be wealthy, right? Because in reality, our women respect the wealthy, right? In reality, our women respect those who have power. And with testosterone and masculinity, you want to do the thing that gets you celebrated. You want to do the thing that makes you feel powerful. So you're looking at an example of masculinity, even though it's a toxic masculine version, but at least it's one of those things in society why masculinity is being attacked. Black men are vicariously living out their masculine dreams through him, unfortunately. You understand me? He say F America. He does what he want to. He speaks how he want to. He moves how he want to. He say, I'm going to have get a billion dollars and become an American president while simultaneously calling y'all stupid and saying whatever the hell I want to and avoid any accountability. So Donald Trump is not an idea citizen, an idea model for any type of leadership that black men should look up to. He has been accused of all kind of pedophilic things. He was one of the people that was pulling out full paper ads against the um, Central Park Five. You understand me? And he has a long history of racism. And when you look at his tenants and the history of his real estate businesses and things of that nature. So, no, Donald Trump is not an idol, but hip hop has made Donald Trump an idol. Hip hop increased the brand of Donald Trump. Hip hop has decades long of songs mentioning Donald Trump and his wealth standards and him being rich. Right. We used to sit down as a family and watch Donald Trump on TV entertain us. He was giving us the bread and circus show way before he became the modern day Caesar. So there's an infatuation with that type of power because he's doing the things that we wish Obama would have done. We wish Obama would have stood up and said, I'm going to do all this for black America. We wish Obama would have said that, no, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and pardon black men that's locked up in jail. Right. We wish he would have said that I'm going to do more for black people than any other president that's ever been around. We wish that he had that type of goal to go up there and speak like a man, but instead he bombed Gaddafi. So now we look at somebody that we dislike and we distrust when we utilized our vote for the first time and said that, well, we will organize a vote to see what this gets us. And then we see what we got. So you telling me that Joe Biden is going to be better than Obama, even though Joe Biden was with him for those last eight years. So if he didn't do nothing as vice president. Right. And we didn't see any character or anything came out of his time during his whole political experience. Besides his 1994 crime bill here, we looking at two devils. Right. We're the sheep giving two wolves to vote for while one wolf dressed up in sheep's clothing. And because some people won't hope that they're going to vote for the wolf in sheep's clothing. Right. And other people say, well, I'd rather my wolf in front of my face. I want to know who oh, I want to see the teeth. I want to know who will buy me. I respect that wolf because he showed up as himself at least. So this is and it's a it's an interesting reality that exists because nobody should look up to Donald Trump and nobody should be praising him for any such reasons whatsoever. But because of the trauma that exists in our communities, you see this happening. He knows how to play on that trauma.
Because uh, a lot of black men gravitate toward Trump for the reasons that you just expressed, do you see that as uh, something that could cause a, a bigger gender divide between black man and black woman? Because it appears that black women are more have more of the democratic ideology and black men are like, yo, we, like you said, for whatever reason, we, we live in vicariously through Trump. So how do you think that impacts the future, the next four years of the black man and black woman relationship with each other? Um, I think that is detrimental to a certain extent. Um, but I think that even the people that are capping for Trump and capping for these politics, I think they still understand what we understand. Right now, when I say we, I'm talking about as a black man that don't believe in the politics and the political structure. And we know that, that it's all BS, that a lot of these black women are intelligent. And one thing that I can say about the feminine divine, right? And I can say about the emotion, the crowd mind. They say the crowd mind is, um, number one, it's like the mind or the emotions of a child and a woman, right? Because you, it's so easily ruled by emotion. So politicians don't appeal to logic. They appeal to emotions, right? That's how you govern and rule a crowd. And so during this time, you see a lot of black women, why they're feeling unprotected. They have to find a sense of protection somewhere. And what they're working towards right now is figuring out how can we get our own power? How can we protect ourselves? How can we put ourselves in position so that we win? At least if our men are not going to protect us, we need to figure out how we can do this for ourselves. So you're seeing all of these women's movements. Now, when you see women rise up, it's always a good sign, right? It's never a bad sign to see women rise up from the bottom to the top. So that's always a good thing. And black men had to figure out, number one, and conversations between black men and black women should be without politics. It should be without um, the social constructs that's been created by white patriarchal and white matriarchal intellect. You understand me? Because the issues between black family divide is the politics in the middle. That in reality, if we get rid of the, the interests of white men and white women and we have a conversation with each other, we find out that we do agree and we do get along. But if a black man speaks strong against white women or white men or politics, then she's going to have an issue with him. But she don't have an issue with his spirit, his core, his soul, him as a black man. Right. Not in reality, because she wants that black man as much as she say she was born to want that black man. Right. The feminine was born attracted to that masculine position. So she respects him in some of his lights at the same time. You understand me? And and then we look at her and we say, well, shit, when we look at the feminist movement, and we look at the fact that black women and, and other women cat for Hillary Clinton and we look like, wait a minute, our logic tells us something different about these people. Our logic tells me that I can't trust Kamala Harris. I can't trust Joe Biden. I couldn't trust Hillary Clinton. I can't trust Obama. And we say, well, let me speak to y'all with, with some logic and, and let me give you your reasons why that we shouldn't trust. But because the campaigns are not built on logic, it's not built on long term thinking, it's built on emotions that they're in love with some of these candidates. They're in love with the hope that's attached to it, the faith that's attached to it. So it's like when you look at Hillary Clinton, it's not that she has a long list of things that she's done for women and, and she makes a logical choice as why you should vote for her. No, you 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 in love with the idea that women are rising because Hillary Clinton is rising. When in reality, she comes from the sycophant family of the Clintons, right? That are attached to the rest of the politics of the world. When we look at the Obamas and black men make a logical argument to say, well, Obama didn't do nothing for black people. Obama destabilized Africa when he went over there and shot up Gaddafi. You understand me? Obama had to denounce Minister Louis Farrakhan. We can't respect that. You understand me? And so we start to make these logical arguments and we say, wait a minute, Black Lives Matter came under the Obama administration. You understand me? That we was going through hell under that. Black men were getting murdered and every time you looked on the media, you seen it on TV. Obama didn't break it down how the media is using that as a divisive control tactic to put fear into black men and that we should stand up and rise and be confident. He never once used his platform to tell us to step up and, 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 and tap into who we really are. So black men have feel like we've historically been um, oppressed, especially in the political sphere, when you're telling us to vote for the very people who has locked us up, has oppressed us, and who has created, created bills and legislation in their whole political campaign has been against the black body in the first place. Joe Biden became who he is through that 94 crime bill. We had to have a whole million man march, even Obama showed up to that shit. You understand me? They tried to, they blocked Gaddafi from giving the billion dollars to the nation of Islam. And, and, and later on, just for Obama and Joe Biden to become 
president and vice president, you understand me, denounced Minister Louis Farrakhan and killed Gaddafi. So when we look at the history of this country, he say, whose politics are we to trust? Right. So you have to give me a reason, because if I'm reasoning with the logic of a Malcolm X, I'm reasoning with the logic of my ancestors. It makes no sense. And if our women are not submitting to our logic and our leadership, then, of course, there's going to be a divide. Because we saying that, well, wait a minute, I'd rather do for self. I'd rather create my own wealth standards. I'd rather tell you how I'm going to do more for you than the president ever could, regardless of who you vote for. I'd rather tell you if you follow these steps, then this is how we're going to get ourselves an economic uh, position. I'd rather give you the history of America when we voted Democrat and Republican and how they both failed, rather than you tell me to go vote. And we know that that voting comes from that Roman deity, that, that votum, that uh, to wish or to vow to a deity. You understand me? And so when we look at that, these are still Roman practices, right, that was carried on by Christians and that was created into what we consider to be a democracy, even though the Constitution of America says that we're not a democracy. So, yes, it will have an extreme effect on black men and women relations, but only for a short time, because once they realize what we know, then they'll come back. You understand me? Because the Kamala hairs that they beg for and black women are, are being used as pawns in this heavily that they beg for a woman to be on the ticket, even though Elizabeth Harris would have been a greater candidate and a much stronger candidate for black America than Kamala Harris ever would have. You understand? Because at least she talked about reparations. So we would have went with the logic on looking at someone's interests, but they get our women, get them close, get them a position, get them some checks, make them feel important in their world. Right. And now that they feel like they have a voice of black men telling them that that, well, you know, that actual position that you just got don't matter. That that voice that you just got right on that platform don't even matter that they're using you. They're like, wait a minute, I'm too smart for them to be using me. So they are creating this division by giving her a position up by telling them don't listen to the black men. That's what the Black Lives Matter movement is all about. Not listening to black men whatsoever and not procreating with black men or creating any establishment of family whatsoever. So there's going to be a separation from a lot of black women as well who I don't think think black. Right. A lot of them think white. Like white men are like white women. And if you take all the things that they learned from white men and white women, the quotes, the, the way that they believe in politics, and you strip that from them, then they love thinking just like us and our ancestors in the a, in a, in a social constructs that we created. So, yes, there will be a divide, but only from those who are not really black in the first place. You know, uh, real quick, I just want to say this before the question. Um, I, I think what's so honorable about the honorable uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan is the fact that Obama came straight in and denounced him. Farrakhan had a picture that could have ruined Obama's political career. Right. And he chose to hide it from the public for eight whole years. Just kept it to himself. And then released the picture to after the Obama era was over. But if that picture with Obama and Farrakhan, when them, with them right next to each other, would have got out, it would have been over for Obama. Mm. And a lot of people could have been spiteful, could have released the picture, could have got, they would have got, you know how much money Farrakhan could have got for that picture or something like that. But the brother's a real one. The brother said, nah, I understand the brother has to denounce me. It's okay. Exactly. I'm not letting the world know about this picture right here. You seen the picture, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, yeah, and, so, and, a, and a petty man would have released that. Yeah, you know? definitely. But I think the let, Honorable let Minister Louis Farrakhan, yeah, I know he has a the Louis Farrakhan, I know he has a much greater role in history to play that that his voice actually is so powerful during the the political times because people are looking for a voice, looking for that leadership. <clears throat> so that I think that he guides America with a certain wisdom. You understand me? That Obama, like you said, Obama presidency hung in the voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. That he could have said anything that could have disrupted that. He could have showed the picture and disrupted that. And he knew that he had that chess piece that he could have played. And he decided mm -hmm. not to because he knew that he was deciding the fate of America. That having a black man in that position was good for us psychologically. Right? To boost mm -hmm. our confidence of possibility in who we are and what we can do. So black people needed to have to see us restored in a position of power. Right? Because we know where we come from. But we needed to see a black Caesar, right? Or African-American Caesar or a mixed Caesar, you understand me? For us to believe in the fact that we were once rulers of this planet Earth. 
Well, Keys, well, you said we needed that psychologically. What if the sisters say they need Kamala Harris psychologically for the young black sisters out there to see a black woman in that Oval Office? So that's why I'm voting. That's well, I'm talking about them. So that's why they're voting for Biden and Kamala Harris. Just like we needed Obama psychologically. Now we need the other half. We needed the God. Now we need the goddess psychologically. So wouldn't that make sense, Keys? Now, here's my thing, brother. I've never once told a person not to vote. If I'm giving you the power of discernment, I'm giving you the ability to think, right? So whatever you do make as your decision, you're making it from an informed place. You can vote, but do not put hope in it. See, this is how they get us. The moment that you vote, you have made a vow, you have made a wish, right? You have, you have essentially said that I'm giving it to this deity of America, this corporation, this person, this entity, and I believe in this entity, and because I've established a connection and a contract with this entity, that now it has restored my faith in a democratic system, and that somehow life is going to get better for you, and that's not the reality. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about the fact that one day we had to get into politics, but not this politics made by this wicked devil. You understand me? That we got to get in our own. And local elections absolutely do matter, but you got to know where the money is affected and how you can create collective organization to put the people in place. If you study things like even the Chinese systems when it comes to the local elections, it's completely different. They're not voting on parties. They're voting on people and their virtues. Right. And they do secret ballots. They go in there, they put it in there and they have more of a meritocracy than we do. And of course, they have a multitude of issues over there in China, but they have a top down politics. But the fact that we have to vote for somebody every single four years tells you that there will be a consistent, unstable system forever. Right. Instead of imagine if we get one of the most virtuous, greatest, righteous leaders, somebody that we pick for their virtue in their righteousness and they stay right until they are no longer seen by the public eye as virtuous or righteous, and then that's when we can vote them out. But until then, the politicians don't have to think about long-term progress. They think about political campaign and how to get your vote rather than do the right thing for you. So they're not trying to figure out, they're trying to figure out what to say that's gonna get you to vote rather than to actually do the things that will make you feel like, I don't even need to vote things so good. You understand me that I'm not even that invested into the political system because I'm wealthy. You understand me that I have no reliance on this man. That if I do vote now, I'm thinking from my interest, right? That I have wealth to maintain. So which one of you all gonna help me maintain my wealth? Not which one of you all gonna take your knee off my neck. Mm. You know, regardless of the um, the '94 crime bill that you talked about, regardless of. You know, first of all, people act like the police killings under the Trump era somehow Trump's responsible. But we seem to forget that it started. The video recordings that was on the internet started during the Obama era, and when that happened, Obama's answer was to sign the Blue Alert Law, giving more protection to the police, which is the most disrespectful shit I ever heard of ever in terms of um, a solution to police brutality. So regardless of that. And regardless of the Democrats really not doing anything for black people that we could really tangible, that we could really talk about, our race is so faithful to that party. And I'm just trying to figure out, Keys, what is it about the de- Why are we so faithful as a collective to Democrats? Like for you to say you're not voting Democrat, I mean, you will lose friends, you will lose family members, you, people will stop talking to you at the job. They will think you're an absolute nutcase. You're extremists and saying you're one of them crazy black niggas out there. Right. So what? If, why are we so faithful to somebody who's not faithful to us, uh, Keys? Well, that's the way that the system is set up to maintain. Is that, like I said, there was a 1964 crowd study with one of the biggest crowd studies during the Watts, the Watts riots. And they studied the selectivity and the pattern of the crowd. And they were studying that, of course, for control mechanisms, how to trigger us, what do we think. And when we look at that, that was in the 60s. Now, they've been studying black people, of course, since 1555 when we came over this country. So they had no our minds. Our minds is what control the rest of the world. My goal is always to figure out mind control. And so the Democrats know the marketing to a Negro, right? They know what we aspire to. They know how to feed us a hope system. 
And so that they created this brand that the Democrats are for black people in America, that this is black people's party. Right. And this has been passed down, even though some of the conservative views of the Republicans appeal right to black people in America. When it talks about abortion and when it talks about a multitude of other different things, you actually have a lot of conservative views on the Republican side that black people would agree with. But of course, the Republicans look like the devil we know. The Democrats have learned to pander to black people in a way that makes them look like the wolf in sheep's clothing. You understand me? Even though historically, we of course, we know that it was flipped at first. That the sole purpose of the Democratic Party was to maintain white supremacy. That we can look in Wilmington, North Carolina, right, in the 1800s and look at what happened back then when there was the Fusion Party and the Democratic Party and black people actually had, um, or they were, they, they were Republicans and black people were Republicans and they was working with um, the Fusion Party, which was more so farmers. And these farmers were dissatisfied. So what they did is they actually linked up, right, with the Republicans, which was mostly black people. You're talking about black men in Congress and running things in North Carolina, and they had a lot of astute economic position. And so, of course, the, the Democrats, the white folks said, absolutely not. We can't allow black people to have this kind of power. We can't allow them to be uh, uh, wealthy and influent in their own community, making their own decisions and have equal power in politics. So, of course, they came up with their tools of utilizing media as propaganda and they made the propaganda the, the 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 fear of the black rule right of negro rule as they called it back in the day so the fear of the negro rule is the same thing they do right now they stoke the fears of white americans right then they also utilize their white woman and they weaponize her that black men are just here to take your white women and of course if they get more wealthy and more money they're gonna be raping and taking more of your women now there was a brother at the time who wrote something in the newspaper he said Man, basically, he said, we ain't got to we ain't got to rape nothing, man. They want us. And white folks was mad as hell about that. <laughs> and so they end up putting a declaration of white independence out. And they basically told this brother that if you don't leave town, we're going to murder you in 24 hours. They put it in the newspaper. You understand me? And they convinced the, the fusion party or with the white farmers to come over there to their side so that they have more political power. Right. And then, of course, they did black people, black people from voting through physical harm. Right. Lynching and a multitude of other different things. And so that stopped. Um, and even then, when they got political power and they won and the Democrats won, that still wasn't enough to stop black people wealth. So they had, of course, to literally go and burn it down and a multitude of other different things to stop black people from winning in North Carolina. And so, unfortunately, we don't know that history. Right. We look at a uh, Bill Clinton and say that he was one of the great he, he the blackest presidents because he played jazz and the saxophone. And then we looked at how he participated in locking up black men as well. But we've been sold the Democratic Party. The Republicans haven't sold us anything. Right. They never said that we go come and do this for you. But they know our emotions and they've been playing on it for a very long time. And so when we look at historically like Jesse Jackson, they've used the NAACP and the Negro leaders to get on their side who are bought and, so, uh, and, and sold over and over again. They've utilized people that look like us in the boule to represent their party to make it look like we're having progress because black people love when it's the first black person to do something because we're always measuring ourselves based on our oppression. And so they look at the Republicans and say, look at what the Republicans are doing for you. They're not here for you. We're here for you, even though they never actually give us anything. They just come like the pimp who come in to wipe away some of the scars. But that pimp is still a pimp. Right. This pimp did just beat you down. But the other pimp is saying, look, I'm going to treat you better. He ain't saying I'm going to free you. He ain't saying I'm going to teach you how not to be a hoe. He said, no, don't even worry. I'm going to treat you better. I'm going to talk to you nicer. You understand? I'm going to beat you less. You understand me? I'm going to appeal to you a whole lot more. Matter of fact, I'm going to have you dressing nice. Don't even worry. You're going to be a well-dressed hoe. Right? So that's how they treat black America, as a nicer pimp. You know what I mean? So when you get beat and you're being traumatized, you're always going to go with the nicer slave master versus the one who's not so nice. That's just, that's just how human nature would do to survive. Like, we want a little more luxury in hell. Indeed. Powerful show, y'all. Let's get to some questions. I want to. I'm curious to know what do y'all think about what the brother 19 Keys is saying. Um, give me some questions for the brother 19 Keys family. While we waiting on that, Keys, why don't you tell the family real quick about your website and your product, my brother? 
Oh, man. So I have a multitude of products. So especially right now, since we're talking about it, people say, I created the wealth standard as a way to give you the knowledge, skills, resources, and tools to actually build wealth in your family. There's two ways that wealth is being passed down. That's through real estate. Number one, you get to pass down real estate, and that's through life insurance. We also teach people how they can prepare for the craft, portfolio diversification. Our students, we have a program called the two-week intensive course. And our students can go through a two-week program or more, and they can continue to stay in it. And we have funded our students' accounts $1.5 million, teaching them a skill set, learning how to trade the futures, bonds, market, uh, on this platform with my brother Chris Cole, who has been trading for over a decade, a documented millionaire. And our students from April until now, we had one student that did 219000 from the last time that I talked to him. Some of our students have made $30,000 just in one of their trading days, right? Others 5000 2000 So our goal was to teach you a skill set that make you self-reliant uh, rather than to telling you to go to school, get into debt, right? Get a loan from a bank to take an education, right? That won't even be valuable enough to get you out of debt. So yet here we are, we have people with degrees, we have people with jobs and a multitude of other things and they don't have to go into any debt for this. And then here they are learning the skill set that pays them because we teach mindset, skill set diversification. We teach really just about everything to know when it comes towards wealth. You understand me? And in our, one of our next classes, we're going to have our good brother Ben next with digital real estate. Going to be speaking on that. And our good brother Derek Grace. And so we are even outsourcing some of the greats in our community that are rich and righteous and are been building. Of course, y'all know I got the crowns. You understand me? Um, for those who know, I make these crowns 19. So you get your crowns with the EMF, the electromagnetic frequency protectors, and it protect you against the 5G and the phones is being activated. You understand me? And we've been doing this for a long time so you can represent your higher mind, freedom, justice, equality. And of course, we have twins. Y'all can grab me those three products right there. We have the Gold Water. Gold Water Corp is we create global medicine, new tropics. We are the really the first or only high-end black-owned nootropic company, right, in America. And all our products are specially formulated with global web medicine, meaning not just Western, right, not just Eastern, but global medicine that we can utilize to where we don't have to be dependent on these pharmaceutical companies. Such things like smart moths, where we have the lion's mane, the cabinoids in there, with the sea moss as well. And a lion's mane is a, a medicinal mushroom specially formulated that have the NGF, which is nerve growth factor. So as I'm speaking to my people, I want to make sure that you retain the information. So this is good for neuroplasticity. This is good to remyelinating the nerves on the axons in your brain. So therefore, electrical conductivity can connect from one end to the other. Information can transfer. You understand me? So that it can help you um, throughout time. And it's also good for a multitude of other things and benefits. Of course, we got the gold water. Y'all know we specialize in that, that gold water. We born with 0.02% gold in our body, and it's helping you electrify anti-inflammatory properties and energize your entire well-being, hand-eye coordination, and a multitude of other great things. So listen, man. Uh, last but not least, we just came out with a new product, and we have a multitude of others. You can go check on that site, goldwater.com. But we have um, the Sports Moss. Sports Moss has cordyceps in it. It has lion's mane. Um, it has... Uh, uh, elderberry, vitamin D, and zinc. Now, the most important one in here is the cordyceps. That's what I focus on. It can be utilized as a pre-workout. You understand me? To where it has ATP, so it's going to be giving you more energy to your muscles so you can go longer and longer and longer and stronger and stronger and you can have a greater workout. Um, and it's also going to be helping you out with recovery time. So it's, it's also good for your lungs, oxygenating, and for all my black people that's out there with their black sisters, you understand me? And the sisters with their brothers starting families, it also has been utilized historically as a sexual stamina. You understand me? For the potency of the black man and black women can tap into that, to that men, mother of the bulls, God, you understand me? And that fecundity can be wronger for you. But anyway, that's only for those trying to start families. You understand me? But for everybody else, just go work out and train. Indeed, make sure you support the brother. Uh, we often talk about solutions, but when we give them, you know, um, we often don't pay attention to the solutions and we go to where the drama's at. So those are some um, serious solutions. Um, health is wealth. Can't do anything without health. And the brother's dealing with um, teaching our people financial literacy. 
So, um, yeah, make sure you support the brother, definitely. It's going down. The answers are here. We just have to pay attention to them and not pay attention to the bullshit. Um, Key, somebody, I'm not sure if this is related to um, politics, but hey, Rule L. Ra wants to know why did 19 choose NOI over Kemet? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um, number one, you know what I like? Um, I like how Dr. Wesley breaks down um, Kemet and the knowledge that comes from Kemet and how he breaks down the black gods. And he utilizes that to verify the teachings on the unaboy Elijah Muhammad. And I don't believe that there is a choosing when it comes to our people, right? That we take truth and wherever there's truth, that's what we utilize. So the truth that I represent is the truth that came from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the truth that comes from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the truth that is the nation of Islam. And so, you know, the same thing as we recognize Ma'at, you understand me? Truth, order and balance and justice. The only thing we don't want to live is Isfat to where we live in there deception and violence and negativity and a multitude of other things. Our goal is to not look at our people and our history and try to figure out which of our ancestors that we can pit against each other, but how do we live truthful in a way of life as the original people? And so I know everybody wants to have these answers, well, this is better than this, this is better than that. That's not the thing. If you look at the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and you look at the effects that he has, I want you to just think about what would the world be without the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? You understand me now? If you can really do your history and create that context around that spin wheel of the effects that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's teaching has had, you understand me, on the world, then you will recognize and understand why I'm listening to a man today. You understand me? When you say Kemet, what are you saying? Just black following Egypt? What are, who am I following? Right? What am I following? So that's already within me. That's my ancestry. That's my line. You understand me? And so... We don't have to make this discernment and disconnection from one root of our ancestors and another. We take every spectrum of that and every frequency of truth that they give us and we utilize that in real time and today. You understand me? So when we look at the sun, moon, and stars as representing this crown right here, that's been represented by the Akan people in Ghana, representing celestial rule that's been represented by the Sumerians. When they look at the sun, moon, and stars representing different gods, that's been represented by all people it has a cosmic relationship because as Honorable Elijah Muhammad tells us that we wear these crowns because it represents our rule and nothing else. So I was born in the nation because my mother and father um, listened to Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when they went to Berkeley and they converted. You understand me? And if it wasn't for my mother and father having that conversion, who knows where I would be? You understand me? I may be dead. I may be in jail. I definitely wouldn't be 19 keys. So it's not a question of choosing. It's a question of being. You understand me? And who I be and, and, and what I am is a God. You understand me? And if, if the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that we are gods, then why do you have an issue with me being a God doing righteous things for my people, right? Under the umbrella of the sun, moon, and stars. Under the umbrella of a nation of Islam. And Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that Islam is mathematics. He teaches us that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, got it from an original man who was teaching them about the original people and their way of life to civilize them. You understand me? And so I got my knowledge from a black man. I learned wealth from a black man. I learned my teachings from a black man. I am Kimmy. Kimmy is black. Kimmy is me. Kimmy is darkness. You understand me? So there is no separation when it comes to truth. There's only following truth and following that way of life and utilizing what you know to help your people in some capacity to move forward in progress. All right. Silos Congos wants to know what do 19 Keys know about the global currency reset and the blockchain technology? Well, right now, it's a good question that you just asked. Um, in the web standard, October 3rd, we have a um, crypto conference. It's going to be the largest crypto conference in North America. And all our students will be attending, right? Um, matter of fact, I'm going to set up and get you a link to where if you attend, you can get you a free ticket. I think it costs like 125 or something, but we'll give you a free ticket and you get $100 in Bitcoin just for attending, right? So after the attendance, you follow our link and you're going to get the $100 in Bitcoin, but you got to set up your wallet, the eToro wallet, and a multitude of other different things. The conversation around global currency has to be understood from multiple directions. Number one, it has to be understood that China's uh, yuan digital dollar that they're creating right now and the relationship that China's dollar has with America. And the reason that China can't just roll out their digital dollar is because they're integrated with America. 
And that if, number one, if they did roll it out and they were successful, the China dollar would spike up and import that the import and exports will be way too expensive and people wouldn't be able to afford those import and exports because their dollar will be the highest in the world. Um, number two is that they also have a relationship. So if the dollar crashes, then so do their investments in America crash as well. So they have to figure out a way to be able to separate their affairs, working with the Asian nations and Russia and a multitude of other different things before they can realize their full plan of global domination with their digital dollar. Now, America is working as hard as it can to try to create a digital dollar as well because the dollar is going to crash. Then in 2012, the dollar was losing up to 40% of its value. But because of the recession that happened, that investors actually looked at the dollar as a great way to secure their money. So because people were panicking with their dollar during the 2012 recession, that it actually helped strengthen the dollar, right? Because when things are falling, you want to figure out a way to keep the value of your currency and the money that you currently have, which is why in the Wealth Standard, we teach that the dollar is trash, that cash is trash, that if you're just holding cash and you don't have a portfolio that's diversified, you don't have money and gold and stocks and businesses and different precious metals, then you are at risk for failure. You are at risk for poverty. And right now, the biggest social distancing is between the rich and the pop, the, the, um, the uh, lower class. You understand me? So, yes, the digital dollar and digital currency, if you want to go study it, I'm not going to break down the full spectrum of it. But what I say is this, as a currency defender, right? You should have your money into digital currencies. You understand me? You should have a percentage of your portfolio, the wealth that you own in digital currencies. If you don't, imagine if the dollar goes down to zero today and you have $100 million in cash, your wealth just went down to zero. But if the dollar goes down and gold goes up, which is the historic interaction with gold and the dollar, right? And even Warren Buffett historically didn't like the, the gold. But he just invested into it, right? Because he had to, because he understood that this is not a trend, that gold is going to continue to increase in value, uh, uh, in, in value, even though it doesn't give you any dividends and it doesn't pay out on any interest, but it is a much more secure place to store your money and the value of your money. And if gold was to go to 3000 per ounce, all those who are holding gold, their value would increase. And that's the way for them to be able to hedge their portfolio. So when you're thinking about money, regardless of it's cash, whether it's gold, whether it's digital currencies, you're thinking of it in a way of purchasing power, as my good brother Chris Cole teaches in the Wealth Standard. You're not thinking that you're married to, oh, I love Bitcoin. You understand me? I love Ethereum. I love any of these coins. No, you're thinking of where can I safely store my money to where I can maintain my power, right? My, my, my leverage, my uh, purchasing power and my wealth. And so if that's not your mindset towards money, then you're already on the wrong track and you got you in an impoverished thinking and you're financially illiterate. Indeed. Uh, give me some more questions, family. We got about uh, 15 more minutes here. Give me some more questions. Let me see. Um, not a lot of political questions. I was waiting to see if anybody had any political man, people questions. People are tired of politics, man. I get it. L listen, man, vote with your dollar, right? If black America take that same energy that we have in the ballot process and they say dollar or the ballot, meaning that I'm going to put my dollar where my interests are, you understand me? Mm -hmm. And so that if I believe in you, I'm going to vote for you in the means that where I'm going to help fund you because I know the things that you're going to do are going to be good for the interests of me and my peoples. You understand me? And if we change that, of course, I don't know why the conversation is not steered around economics. Still, you understand me that? We have an issue that sometimes we talk about economics. Sometimes we talk about black business, right? But in this particular climate dealing with Donald Trump and Joe Biden and these two wolves, the entire conversation should be economics. The entire conversation should be what can you do for us? And even when it comes to that platinum plan, because I didn't read the details of it completely, but he was talking about basically putting money in schools that are still historically ran by white supremacists. Not putting money into independent schools where it's going to be teaching us the skill sets what we can do for self. So we can't get caught up in politics because it's going to fool us every single time. Indeed. Um, somebody, I'm trying to see. Does Keys, I don't know what this is, Keys. They said some, Alexander Curry wants to know, does Keys know about Nessera Jessera? Sarah Jessera, who is that? I have no idea. I have no idea. 
Nessera. Yeah, um, Alexander Curry, if you could elaborate on that, I'll get back to your question, but um, I'm not sure what, uh, you know. Okay, uh, Marlon Miller wants to know, what about the foreign exchange markets? Won't they always be active in and on relationship? Well, yeah, so be- we teach the foreign exchange market as well. Once you enter the web standard, there is a webinar that will give you a breakdown of the foreign exchange markets and how to trade on them as well. Um, you also get the market keys, which is giving you signals to the foreign exchange market. Um, all Anybody that has traveled internationally has um, utilized foreign exchange. So when you're changing one currency from another and they are exchanging at different value rates. And so foreign exchange market, as long as there's currencies, there will always be a foreign exchange market. So that's one of the ways that some people utilize to be able to make money. Now, I caution people to watch out for the scams and schemes that's in this market and the pyramids that's activated in this market. That yes, there is money in it, but some of the people that's making money, just like everything else, is that you have to be disciplined and you have to go in it as a master and study. Some of these things you can't do part-time. Some of these things that if you're going to take it as a way for you to make a new stream of income, you need to be doing full-time and master yourself. So I don't want you to get into any of these things related to finances if you're not going to make the commitment right, to discipline your mindset and learn a complete new skill and diversify your skill sets. Everybody should be thinking about what's my 2021 plan, right? 21 and beyond, of course. But what's going to happen and what traditionally always happens is that we wait to January 1st to start talking about New Year's resolutions. And that means you're already late. That if you're showing up, right, in December or any other time and you don't know what's going to be the thing for your next year, what you're focusing on. Is it land acquisition? Are you going to own you some land? You understand me? Because every single person, once you get the correct amount of money or you get your credit right, business credit, whatever you want to do, you should go about owning some land. That's my goal right now. I've been searching and researching where I'm going to find the best place to get me some land. And so land development and land has intrinsic value. There's always going to be value in land, but you also want to look into land patents. I say that when it comes to the BLM, the only BLM that matters to me is the Bureau of Land Management. You understand me? That's where you want to learn about the history of your family. That's where you can learn about different things that's going on with the land in America. Um, also, black people, you should own gold. You should own an LLC. When they're talking about rights and voting, that the citizens and the persons, those are the corporations. That the corporations can, because they don't have a mind to speak, they have a CEO to think for them. And they can utilize their First Amendment and their right to speak, but they utilize their dollar. And their dollar is considered their right to speak. So they utilize their dollar to speak toward the interests of their company. So if every black uh, family in America had an LLC, then they will have a way to where, number one, they can lobby, right? Because now you have corporate interests, right? And every black family is represented by a corporation. You can also take that and you can do what Donald Trump just did and figure out ways to avoid taxes. Your family business meetings and things that you do now becomes write-offs. You can pay your children a certain amount of money to avoid taxes. Even if you just work in a regular job, you should still have an LLC for the tax benefits, right? When people were getting bailed out and all of the money that was being sent, they didn't send most of the money to people. They sent it to the corporations because it's always to protect the interests of the corporations, right? You should have gold. There's ways that you can utilize and leverage gold to be able to boost up your credit and a multitude of other different things. And so we are just not connected to the relationship of wealth standards. That if we look at the Asian model of wealth, we look at white people as our model that we are in a race with whites. In reality, whites are in a race with Asians, right? So why are we going after the second place? Who has the highest income, household income in America? Asians. Right. Who are getting paid the most in the tech sector? Asians who are creating the most billionaires right now. Asians doing it through software and technology or or healthcare and technology. Right. When we look at who needs less leaders but still had the most improvement, Asians. Right. And so they have in their wealth standard. These are some of the things that we teach about uh, teach about some of these principles is the fact that they don't look for leaders. Right. Because they know that they ain't going to have no leaders coming nowhere. Right. When was the last time you had an Asian leader that stood up for Asian folks and led them to a revolution of, of, of prosperity? Never. You understand me? So what becomes a leader? They also don't look to sports as their way out because they know that they're not faster, taller, stronger than black folks. And we go always rule that domain. So they say, all right, education becomes 
their wealth standard, that they're going to educate themselves and they're going to work in a collective manner. They're going to work together with family, that they, they have an oriental wealth standard to where each family member has a role. And when it's time for them to do something, they're not thinking as an individual, they are all going at it as a hive. So I would study Xinjiang, China and how they have in their bling dynasty and how they're constantly making new millionaires and all the progress they made over the last decade to put them in a position where they can rival America. So we studying some of the wrong people. And when we look at, you don't have to teach Chinese people, right? East Indians to say, you know what? You should store some of your money in gold because that's taught from them when they're young. That they understand that gold is just a security that they always put their money in. So when you see Asians wearing the jewelry, right? That means that they have something that they can liquidate as a, as a form of money. That the East Indians hoard more gold than any other group in the world. You understand me? Why is that? Because they have standards when it comes to wealth and we have none. The only thing we know is get money. Cash rules everything around me. And we never resurrected and retaught and reprogrammed ourselves towards money. And we're, I would say, probably 80, 90% financially illiterate. And 90% of crimes in America are due because of money. And really 100% because everything is connected to commerce. So unless we start to understand it in that manner and we go for equity rather than equality, then we're always going to have these issues of trying to figure out what to do next and who's going to vote for to be our next leader. But if we make our leadership our standards, then we just do the right things to lead ourselves and save ourselves. Uh, last question, my brother, from the chat. A couple of people asked, they want to know, what do you think about Ice Cube's uh, black contract with America? I love Ice Cube, number one, man. Shout out to Ice Cube. He's one of the few uh, real ones out there. Um, he's one of the few celebrities, artists, um, influential people that speaking unapologetic, speaking truth to power and creating solutions to problems. He gathered up not just his intellect, but intellect of other scholars and things of that nature, which is why I respect it so much. And I would say that everybody should go look at it, study it, and that should become the propaganda that you push during this political season. When you're talking about why you should vote for a person, you can say, well, they took the contract with Black America, they studied it, and they utilized that as their operational piece to appeal to us to get us to vote. Indeed, indeed. All right, we're going to... And the dear family, um, I'm trying to see, uh, uh yeah, we're going to end the dear family. I want to thank the brother 19 keys for coming on once again. Uh, give the people your website, my brother, so they can uh, hit you up. Um, go to crowns 19 C R O W N Z 19.com. If you're looking for gold water and any other products that we have, um, go to gold as G O L D E water.com. Um, if you want to just text wealth, to 833-605-0778. That's 833-605-0778. Text WEALTH and we'll send you a link to the WEALTH standard and you can get all of the modules, the information, and you get access to the next webinar that we will be having going over the seven-figure, six-figure plans. So I appreciate all y'all for tapping in. There's so much more, um, if I'm gonna say as a last piece, there's so much more to the world than voting, uh, jobs, right, and politics that when you look at the most successful black people in America, they didn't get it by vote. They didn't get it because they was operation, operating under some legislation that they voted somebody in and they were able to take advantage of that and now they were able to win. That's why they don't appeal to your common sense and saying that, look, I voted, this is what I got. You wanna get the same thing? Do the same thing. There's two forms of leadership, direct manipulation and indirect manipulation. Manipulation is finding a clever way to get people to do something. So in direct manipulation, what you do is you lead by example. You say, well, listen, I'm doing it. So if you want to do the same thing, get to the same um, goal, then you should do the same thing. Indirect is finding a clever way to try to deceive you to get you to that point because they can't give you a direct way. They can't say I voted and I got this. So I need to say that, hey, your ancestors died for your vote. So do this. I need to utilize fear. I need to utilize a multitude of other different tools. Donald Trump nor Joe Biden is going to teach you a masterclass, you understand me, on how to build wealth for black America. And your family, the distance between your goal, right, and where you are right now is your ignorance. So once you get the knowledge, you have the wealth. And that education is what's going to allow you to bridge that gap between where black America wants to be and where black America truly is at the moment. 
we are 1.6 trillion spending power, roughly 47.5 million black people in America. Yet we spending our money, right, without any plan, without any vision. We always refer to the Egyptians. They weren't the first civilization. They weren't the only civilization of smart black people in the world. What did they have that no other civilization had? They had collective organization, right? That they can work on something for a long period of time because all of the people were impregnated with a vision and an agenda. Today, we are individuals, a nation of individuals with opinions expressed in different parts. And we fight with our opinions instead of coming together with our collective vision. So if we make our vision land ownership. We make our vision acquisition of gold. We make our vision correction of our statuses. We make our vision our wealth standards and leading ourselves, educating ourselves, feeding ourselves, getting rid of food deserts and a multitude of other issues, then we can say, well, I voted for my damn self and I preside over my own governing, my mind and my mental. So if you really want to vote for somebody, how about you vote for yourself? Here you go, brother. What a way, what a way to end it, brother. Listen, man, I appreciate your message as always, my brother. I got I to get you and um, Ben X and, and Reza Islam on here again together, man. Yes, sir. Jump on here again together. But listen, man, I appreciate your message. Brother 19 Keys, uh, Brother Rich, we get out of here, family. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace, family. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.